BetMGM tonight. Should have put the earpiece in there. Wasn't <laughs> sure if we in. had some B-roll coming yeah. up. <laughs> no, yeah. No, that was just uh, was one of those. Wait, we're talking sitting here during the break, talking about Eric Eager, how great he was as a guest. If you missed that, it's on the podcast, by the way. A lot of stuff. Can we do two segments with him at I'm some point? I'm trying to talk like everybody that. into Atlanta. When I in the know. I got, I got aioli in my eye. You, you got what? Horseradish aioli in my what eye. Is, what, is happening? what is happening over it's here? It's burning. Oh, I have gotten hot sauce in my eye before. Oh, my That's God. Because they, they slathered the pot belly with aioli. Oh, and then no. it got on my hand. And it's spicy. And there's peppers in there. Oh. And I wiped it off on the napkin. And I you're got it on my eye. Milk. I said you can't even use If it's spicy, you're going to need milk. You can't even use water. So if you see one eye close. <laughs> you're just winking at uh, at everybody. There you go. Yeah. Hello. I've it got hurts. a bet for you. But it yes, burns. Ryan was trying to convince us the 28 I like Atlanta. Falcons. Yeah. I like Atlanta a lot. The dirty Bird. They're going to be fun. All the, they're a quarterback away. Yeah, exactly. Although, man, that defense is going to be bad. Maybe Carolina. Jesse mm-hmm. Bates, though. Carolina is the more comfortable play. They got a couple of dudes. I just like, does Desmond Ritter even have to be that good? Or are they just going to run the ball? Just run right the ball. Right down everybody's throats. Play action. I'm just saying, if you're going to take a bomb, do it in the NFC. The AFC is so loaded. But my Chargers this year. Your Chargers. Also, uh, Jeff Feinberg's Chargers as well. Jeff jumps on with us. All the smart people. Yes. Are you excited about your Chargers this year? No, he's too smart for that. (laughs) No, no. Last year this time, I'd have been running through a wall, like telling you how they were going to dethrone everybody, even despite winning the 10 games and with all the injuries and all the questionable things that the coach does. I I don't know. I'm not positive at all. I'm not. Callum Moore, though. Callum Moore, Jeff. That could that could make a difference. He doesn't even have to be good. Yeah, no, you're right. But and I'll be into it. I'll be ready to go by week one. But no, they're like my engine is still is still revving. Like I'm now fully just. I should always have expected something bad to happen. And you can fade the Chargers by just saying they'll do something stupid. Guys will get hurt. Like you don't even need an X's and O's reason. And I can't argue with you because my head is there now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's look at the Rocket Mortgage Classic here. Ricky Fowler's the co-favorite, 12-1 to with Tony Finau. He had a great showing at the U.S. Open. We're starting to play well before then. Is this – can that carry him maybe to a win at uh, Detroit Golf Club? I hope so, but I'm not (laughs) betting it. A lot of my friends who I respect are betting it. It'll be great to see him get off the mat, but – Come on. Like, Ricky was never a prolific winner when he was in his prime. He didn't win enough. So many guys playing great golf don't have wins this year. Cantley doesn't have a win. Terrell Hatton doesn't have a win. We could talk about, you know, even guys like uh, Xander, and you could debate the streaks of JT and Morikawa, but it's hard to win. Winning is just hard. Ricky is playing outstanding. He does even like this golf course. But at this number, for how for a guy who, like I said, he never won enough when he was at his peak, I can't trust it. I'll be happy for it, but I'm not, like, putting most of my bankroll on Ricky at 12 or 14 to 1. I'm not. Can't do it. Can't do it. The layout of this golf club, Jeff, has a very strange statistic. 40% of approaches are inside 150 yards. Is that something that we should look at? Look at strokes gained approach leaders? Like you said, maybe Finau, maybe Homa, maybe Nate Lashley. Or are there other ways that you're looking at approaching how you're finding outrights? I mean, 
historically in our short tenure here we've had the top of the board with Bryson and Fino and we've had total long shots with Cam Davis and Nate Lashley who Monday qualified and I don't even think was on betting boards but it's been proven to just be a bomber putter layout like whoever bombs it and puts it the best wins all four of those winners they all gain multiple strokes off the tee and with the putter so that's essentially what your ask is and the winning score Finau alluded to it today. They're going to flirt with 30 under. Wow. Like that, that, yeah. You know, so it's going to be an absolute birdie party is what they're expecting. They got a lot of rain there. The course is soft. Not only, you know, those approaches from 150, but it's, it's soft, forgiving greens now. So these guys are going to take it apart. And I don't doubt you're got, you can pick a guy and maybe they could hit it to six feet all week. But you got to trust that someone's going to hit enough putts uh, to put them in the position to get to a score like that. And some guys simply, as great as they are, they don't hit enough putts to hit that sort of winning number. Really quick side road. I just wanted to get your thoughts before I forget on the slander of LACC. Why did everyone hate it? The the winning score wasn't even that high. Obviously, it was high a uh, low low score early and then uh, you know kind of trailed off but it felt like twitter was very mad at lacc yeah twitter was really mad uh guys i golfed with on the weekend that you know just like to watch majors and just know that the u.s open is supposed to just beat the heck out of guys were really mad um the problem for the most part is probably the usga and that they've created such a narrow a narrow target for success for making fans happy and players happy. It's a very small landing strip that they've allowed themselves to be able for everyone to think they've done something fantastic for the week. Uh, so that's probably the bigger problem. The RNA, while most of their issues are weather related and weather dependent on winning score, they just say, these are our great courses. And go get them. Like, if you're going to score the hell out of them, that's going to happen. They have a totally different approach to what their expectations are other than what seemingly the USGA has created for golf fans here. So I would say that is the biggest problem. And then we had those scores on day one, and people just lost their minds. If it's going to be a birdie fest this weekend, I was looking at uh, Decky, but I'll probably stay away. Who do you like this weekend as far as outrights? So Decky of the guys at the very top or close to the top, he was my favorite. The way he's been striking it, uh, if he could get going with the putter, he does show to be very good in easy scoring conditions. Uh, you know, so that's a guy that I do like. I didn't start in my card till way up there. It was a 60 to one Alex Smalley for me, who continues to be making some good strides. Ninth at the Travelers, 25. Uh, 25th at the RBC in Canada. He gained six, nearly six strokes with his approaches last week while gaining three off the tee and with his putting. So he's a guy that I think is coming together. And I got to admit, I was one of the people that have drew, driven this Ludwig Aberg number down. I'm responsible, but I hit it out of the gate Monday morning, 66 to one. And I joked on my podcast that I walked four or five holes with them in Toronto at the Canadian Open and it will probably end up being the most expensive walk I have ever <laughs> seen because I am smitten. I watched the guy hit it 340 dead straight as an arrow. 
And I'm one of these guys, you know, I love the other sports. So when you're like the number one pick prospect phenom, you know, like you're going first overall tonight in the NHL or the guy that we anoint first overall in NFL or NBA, like I am one of, like I just get suckered in. So between the hype and what my eyeballs saw in person, like I am in. And that walk is going to cost me a fortune. And he's down to like 40 to one this week. I can't really condone it. But golf betters need to prepare themselves because he's he's probably going to go to the John Deere next week, like a twenty-five to one. Jeff, what about guys you're not in on? You're opposite direction this time around. Uh, for me, it'd be like Colin Morikawa, and I was on him last week. And I'm not a guy that bets him often. I, he he ended up being popular. He had that horrible first round. Ended up missing the cut despite that seven under Friday. What did I say? This is a course that rewards bombers and it rewards putters. And he is neither of them. He's neither of them. He might have a fine week, but from an outright from an outright ticket, it's very rare that I'm on a guy to win a tournament just a week ago that I would have zero interest. There are other guys I bet last week that I really did think about betting again this week. He is not one of them. Yeah. Is there any other uh, like top 10s, top 20s that you like in this tournament? Uh, I like I like um, Taylor Moore, who's been horrible as of late, guys. Three straight missed cuts. That's unfortunate uh, for him. But I feel like he's got such an upside player in this field, and I feel like this is an event that could set up for him um, quite well. Davis Riley is another guy in that, like, 80, 100-to-1 range who I feel like his variance off the tee and with those approaches – could end up having some pay dirt this week. And I also have to admit, I'm one of the people in on Austin Ekro. I mean, the guy went off in the final group at the Byron Nelson, and since then he's finished 16th, 30th, 10th at the U.S. Open, 24th last week. So that's another guy that I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue to ride at the moment. You know, Jeff, there's a lot of conversation this time of year about, like, the dog days of summer in baseball. And, you know, the middle of the season in the NBA, guys just get bored and they want, like, they kind of mentally check out a little bit. Is there any point in a golf season where you factor that in at all, where maybe it becomes a situation where some of these lesser-known names get an advantage because they're maybe a little bit more just into it than some of these other guys? Yeah, I, I think that can be very real, especially out of majors and how sort of stacked – and a lot of these top players have mentioned like how sort of uh, the elevated event schedule ended up being a little more than maybe they wanted, despite how much money they're playing for. The, they, they seem to be show uh, happening a lot more often. So this is definitely the case. And I would say these sort of resort style courses uh, really allow the, the, the lesser tier guys like a better chance. When it becomes one of these just like putting contests, these guys at the back of the board have a much better chance at keeping up with the better players in the field. That being said, despite having picked on a guy like Colin Morikawa, he hasn't won in almost two years. So I think every time that tee goes in the ground, he's desperate to end that streak. Justin Thomas, who if he can get the putter going the way he drives, you know, he got hot last week, maybe he can be a fit. He hasn't won in a year. So I don't think, I think those guys remain hyper-motivated because I think they take those winless threats quite personally. Do you factor in your eyeball test alongside of the analysis that you do in terms of strokes gain, like especially with some of these type of tournaments that are just 
kind of gross to watch, like Rocket Mortgage Classic. I'm sure you're going to watch every second. Um, but is that combination factoring in for you when you're kind of looking at outrights or whatever? I mean, it always has to. In full disclosure, like I'll be a below average dad during a major and an event I love, but weeks <laughs> like this, like I'm, I'm sort of all in and not going to lie, Liv is playing at Valderrama, which might be from a course perspective, even more, um, even more interesting. But it's all, we're picking outright golfers. Like that's what I'm essentially like have the most fun doing. That's the content of mine that gets the most eyeballs. But there's no sharp better that's betting outright golfers. The amount of variables <laughs> got to go our way to guess the guy out of 150 that's going to win between the luck and the – you're trying to get guess guys that play well. So the eyeball test has to come into it because you've got to believe that a guy can win. you got to believe that if this guy I'm picking 101 to win is one-on-one -on -one versus – who's the – I know. Who's a player? There's not really a player here you could be afraid of, but if he's against Tony Finau or Justin Thomas in the thick of it on Sunday, that he's not just going to melt. Like, you have to trust they can win. So, yeah, uh, I read a lot into the eyeball test. And it's almost like my perception in combo with the data. It's like, I don't want to know how the hot dogs are made, but I enjoy eating hot dogs. Like, how my picks are made are not like. You know, it's no scientific process, to be honest. We have had way, we had a lot of hot dog talk on the show, right? Chicago the beginning style. to now, now, Chicago style, all these gourmet hot dogs. It's, you know what? I don't like knowing how a hot dog is made either. I'll just eat it in the summertime and I'm happy. The always entertaining Jeff Feinberg. Thanks for coming on again. All the best, guys. I mean, if you really He's want to know listener. how a hot dog is made, you can just Google it, but then you're never going to eat a hot dog again. He's such a so. fun listener. I He's like the best. Him. He's just the best. He's just, he doesn't even seem, seem Canadian. He's like more, he's like more bombastic, right? Like he seems, <laughs> I don't know what, where he seems like he's from, but he's, he's so fun. He's, he's not like chill like most Canadians that I know. Hey, you get him riled up about outright winners and it's going to change everything, you know? Yeah, his answer was What the really hell's going on too? with your Cubs, man? Every time I'm in here, they lose. Why do you watch them? They always lose. I thought we had the rule. You weren't going to watch them in here and then they'd win. Yeah. It's 2 nothing. Schwarber hasn't homered. If they were going to be down 2 nothing, I wish she would have homered because then I would be, you know, a couple no, hundred dollars. No Schwarbaum. Also, uh, the under in the Astros-Cardinals game, yep. bad choice. It's it's like it was like milk for Burgundy it's when it was 95 degrees out. It's 5-3 right now, and the Cardinals all of a milk sudden Milk was a bad choice. Yeah, yeah, man. Javier we gave up. It was a three-run <laughs> shot to Nolan Arenado, and I was like, oh, this is over. And it's it's not, it's not over it yet. Well, push it best right now. Yeah. Let's just... I have had one of these happen this year. It was like 5-3 in the fourth inning. It was a Pirates game. Can't remember who they were playing, and nobody scored the rest of the game. It was the greatest thing to ever happen to me. It'll, <laughs> it'll never happen again, though. I just don't have that kind of luck right now. Well, I mean, listen, I don't think anybody's going to have that type of thing happen more than once to them. I mean, think of the odds of that. At that point, you have all that scoring, and then it just slows down. Yep. Like, that's it. Luckily, though, my money will much. all be made back. All I got to do is tie mm -hmm. it up for another two months. Mm-hmm. Week this one. This total is dead. Yep. Did you, uh, you got any more, uh... Draft bets tonight in the NHL draft? No. Okay. Never sure? again. Maybe First one more? Wait, could we, maybe we'll see if Scott can tempt you into one. No. All right. Maybe just would you rather Wednesday? How about that? Oh, no. All right. We'll do that. Another Let's bet MGM tonight.